0: In this episode of Man Vs. Marriage, sex. I just like to say that word. Sex and connection. Is there a difference? I don't think I titled the show right. Let's get into it. The Podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Versus marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. This is me, Quincy Moran in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, whatever you want to say to the peeps, let it ride. Hey guys. That was slightly lackluster. The next time, just come out come straight with something. Sing us a song. No. Something. Come on, man. I can't believe this crap. Anyway, hey. We're back for another episode. In this episode, we, we I said we were going to talk about sex and connection. And probably, it should probably be more like sex without connection, sex with connection. Is there a difference? So maybe I'll firm up, for lack of better terminology, the uh, title of the show so it's more stimulating.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself um, for this, aren't you?
0: And then we, you know, truly it'll be more satisfying to the participants that look upon it. Anyway, that's about all I have. That's what she said. It's probably going to be that kind (laughs) of day. That being said, um, I have a question for each of you listening to the show. But before I do that, make sure that you are utilizing that man versus marriage email if you have questions or comments um, or you want other topics that center around what is going on in your marriage. It doesn't just have to be bad. It can also be what's great about your marriage. Tell us your story because we will learn from you as much as you learn from us. So thanks for doing that. It's Jeannie J-E-A-N-N-E, at mvsmpodcast.com, or Quincy at mvsmpodcast.com, and that's Q-U-I-N-C-Y. There is no E in my name. My first name. Also, if you appreciate the show, go give us a five star review. I'd appreciate that. I don't, don't I'm, I'm too proud to beg, but it does help us uh, grow in the ratings for the podcast. And then it broadens our platform for who can find the show It'll make it easier than it was for you um, to find the show because this is a passion project for us. I don't go out and sink any money into marketing. Um, Primarily because I have a very limited time. So I need to be a better podcaster. But you can help me with that by giving the show a review and sharing it with your buddies. Go do that for me, and I will continue to do this for you. With that being said, let me ask you this question, guys Are there times when you have an orgasm, but you still feel like something is missing? Honey, I'll ask you this question. Are there times where you have an orgasm, or multiple, but you still feel like something is missing? Please be honest.
1: Um, that's a hard one, because if things aren't exactly right, my body will respond, but it's not going to be as satisfying.
0: Yeah, and so what do you think? I mean, there's a physical need for sex, and climax.
1: But I can get that from a toy.
0: You can. That's fair. Th- I mean, that is just um, being a straight... <laughs> That's <just> the honest <laughs> truth. Yeah, we're all grown-ups here. You can get that physical need met by masturbation. You could do that, whether it's with a toy or whatever. You can do that. But is that as meaningful as having sex with connection? No. I would say no. Um, I would also venture to say and I didn't plan on bringing this part up, but if you're pretty heavy into porn, I think you're on a road that is going to inhibit your ability to connect and have like meaningful sex making love over the long term. Um, I I didn't I didn't plan on talking about this at all, but since it's come up for lack of a better terminology (laughs) man i'm getting good at this that's what she said um obviously i'm a fan of the office my kids watch it all the time so it's that's what she said all the time so with that being said i have talked i have spoken guys have come to me one guy in particular talking about porn now i've heard out there that there are um Marriage counselors or therapists who recommend that husbands and wives wives watch porn together to stimulate their sex life. Jeannie and I don't do that. I don't engage in pornography. There was a time in my life where I dabbled in it a little bit. But then I felt just gross. But this is me, okay? This is me. I felt gross because... While I am making love to my wife, I don't want to think about a porn star, a movie star, or anyone else. I want my full focus and attention on connecting and promoting as much pleasure as possible for my wife. But this particular guy was letting me know. He's like, for whatever reason, he wanted to talk to me. This is way before any podcast or anything. Maybe it was because it was a pastor at that time or something. Who knows? But he started telling me about porn and his porn addiction and how it had gotten to the point where there was almost nothing he could do to climax and that porn had so deeply insensitized him, now he couldn't get any kind of fulfillment. And where do you go from there? And I was actually talking about this with a friend of mine the other day, because he has guys coming to him talking about their struggle with porn. And in and in my opinion, excessive porn or porn in general, it's it can lead to truly creating some unreal expectations of your spouse, even yeah. yourself. But it can also can also not always does but it can also really start to desensitize you and your ability to get aroused and climax and if you're having sex without without connection i think it it really can put like a like a, a, a negative place it can develop a negative place in your relationship why was it a struggle for me to say that? Because I was trying to say it without any, like, sexual connotation because I keep doing that. But that's just a – there's no extra charge for that. That is just my thought. Now, I'm sure there are couples out there that watch porn and their he- their sex life is healthy. You've got to do what's best for, you know, your relationship. Jeannie and I will watch some Kim Anami videos from time to time she doesn't use the human body she uses fruit with what she talks about as we're kind of
1: and toys she does show toys a lot
0: oh she does show toys too um as we're kind of exploring you know the depths of what you hear
1: sp- something and you go is that true okay hold up i gotta go see this because i don't know that this is true and then you watch the video and you listen to the explanation and you go huh all right okay there's a little bit of Intrigued there. We need to discover whether or not this is true for us.
0: Yeah. You know, and she's she's not for the faint of heart. No. I mean, she has no filter. I think she probably kind of borderlines on like goddess worship of the woman.
1: Uh, um, something like that. But there, it, it, you got to chew the meat, spit out the bones kind of thing. And no pun intended. You just kind of got to take. What works for you? What makes sense for you? Because there's some stuff that she talks about that Quincy and I are just like hit new. No. Yeah, we're not even we're not even going to look at it. We're not going to discuss it. That's just a hard no. Uh, of course, but there are some things that we found that she's actually accurate in her description and and what works and what doesn't. But again, it's if you have a wife who can't handle like, sex scenes on the TV, or if you're one of those guys that when a sex scene comes on, you got to look away, Kim may not be the first place for you to go.
0: Well, I am the kind of guy that, you know, when boobs pop up on the TV, I do look away.
1: Yeah, but you don't blush. <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference.
0: Maybe I don't blush anymore, which, you know, it's like, whoa, those are boobs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I I do that because... I don't want those images. I think porn can be very sticky, mm. and those images can get you know. I, I just <laughs> look, it's going to happen all day. It's long.
1: not going to help you because you're <clears throat> sitting across from me, and my facial expressions yeah. are not helping. I'm sure.
0: I think I've I've talked about porn as you know, it's like it's almost like napalm. It's a fire that's sticky and it doesn't ever burn out. I mean, mm. it's something that you can get caught in. You got to know your personality. There are some people who can have a couple of cocktails and they're good. There are some people who, if they drink a little. They're going to drink a lot, and it's going to become habit-forming mm-hmm. and could potentially destroy their life. And so on and so forth. You know, that is—you're just getting my my opinion. I'm not even trying to, you know, convict or condemn you if you're into porn. I'm just saying you might want to take a step back and look at how, how it's affecting your relationship if it is. I reckon if it's working for you, you know, and you're not sneaking around and, you know— doing these things and your so your wife doesn't know about it and who knows what else you know Jeannie and I we're pretty open I'm sure we don't know a hundred percent about everything with everybody or each other but uh as the conversations come up we do talk a lot and we're very open with one another with that being said I think it's important that you review what effect is it having on your life and your relationship and then I'll basically close the door on the porn conversation. It it just kind of presented itself mm. when I'm talking about it. So, and and the reason is is because when there are times when we're having sex that like you say, my body has the proper response. It has the proper reaction. You know, I climax. It's good. It kind of simmers the beast in me. But more than that, I'm looking for us to connect. And I know in one of our marriage courses, you know, um, with Bill and Rita, they were talking about that's the man's most vulnerable place is that height of climax. And and that's why it, the connection is so important. Um, That's that physical connection that it turns more than just a physical connection. And so for me, it's like, if we look, there's any number of factors that can be going on too. Like we've talked about in other episodes, maybe your schedule just has you out of your mind, but you are still looking to meet your need and your partner's need sexually. But you're not all in because the worries of the day or what has to get done is driving your attention. I mean, it's just pulling you away. Maybe there's things going on at work if you work outside the home and frustrations and concerns and, you know, you're just extremely worried. There's volatile times going on at work. Or maybe there's something exciting coming for work and that's what you're thinking about. There's a number of factors that can get in the way. And the other one of the other things that has gotten in the way for Jeannie and I is routine. I mean, we do some particular things. And those things are like, at least for me, it's like, ooh, I like that. I could do that every day and life would be fine. Mm -hmm. But then you get into the routine of it and it's like, I'm enjoying this, but where's the connection? So physically this is good, but where's that emotional, deeper connection that I'm looking for? That's a need for me that needs to be met. So generally if there's something that's off, as you all know, I'm exposing myself metaphorically and saying that if if there's a connection there that's missing or Jean and I both go. But it's like, oh, man, it doesn't seem like we connected there. If I'm not making sense, you need to tell me. Well, sense. Um, I look at myself and say, well, is it me? You know, is there something? Am I going through? Some, am I preoccupied? Is something on my mind? Did I not? Just like push all the other things of the day away so that I can keep my focus, my attention, and my connection with my wife. If I feel pretty good about everything, then that kind of alerts me to say, I wonder what's going on with my wife and if she is okay. Because maybe my connection is out there and she has reserved hers because she's occupied or um, hurt frustrated frazzled or pissed (laughs) (laughs) but you know she has a desire and I have a desire for us to meet each other's needs so just take a minute to think about your sex life you know what's going on between you and your spouse is there that connection there that really makes you feel as if you are fulfilled um what, what can you speak around that, honey, that you could give like our guys, how could they approach that if something feels like it's off?
1: Um, first I would say step out of routine. You know, if you have a set way that you do things and, and we've, we've been guilty of this so many times because, you know, kids in the house schedules, it's uh you're out of the shower, let's do what we need to do and we'll go from there kind of thing. Um, I I would say, take a step back and look at the routine. Is it becoming routine? Is it the same thing every time? Is it expected to be the same thing every time? Um, and is the response the same? You know, it is there any banter or playfulness leading up to the, the event? Like you and I play around all day long you know, throwing innuendos out, throwing jokes at each other, making sure the other one knows I'm interested. I'm very, very interested. And this is what I'm up for. You know, it's, if there's no response in that, then I would question what's going on. Because well, we're, we're pretty good at throwing stuff back and forth, but we're also at the point in our marriage now where we can say, um, so I know today's busy, but um, I'm going to need this from you tonight. It's it's just a different different dynamic for us at this stage of the game. Um, for me, if I'm not connecting, it's usually because I'm in my head. I've got a lot of stuff going on, or I'm frustrated about something, or um, maybe I can't, I'm not real good at communicating. This is not what I need tonight. This is not the position I'm looking for. Or this is not the. Um, for lack of a better word, angle I'm, I'm aiming at. But I don't always know how to ask for that either. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at a place now where you kind of ask questions. If I'm overly stressed, there are certain things that we do to help with that. And now it's like you'll ask. You seem like you are been kind of a stressful day. Do we need to change up? Maybe try this or do that. Would that help you kind of thing? Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's really,
0: yeah. And, and just to further that a little bit, you know, if I see that Jeannie is like crazy stressed out, just like recently, it's like, honey, I think we need to try this particular situation, this particular position, this particular ABC, because you look really stressed and I mean, the last time we did those things and you were very stressed, you appeared to come away from that thing. Gosh, I just did it again. After we were done, you know.
1: She slept really well.
0: (laughs) And so I was able to kind of read her body language, for lack of a better term, before, you know, we engaged in, you know, having sex and say, and like I say, we're learning stuff from Kim Anami. And usually, you know, it's like one video lasts us a year. <laughs> you know, because it's like, wow, this is way outside of what we've ever thought about. It takes about. a
1: while to get comfortable with new stuff, you know. It, because it's not just trying something new. Yeah. there You have to get out of your head. You, no pun intended. But you have to get out of not just what you're doing and what your mind is freaking out about, but you've also got to adjust your body's response. Yeah. You have to adjust to that. It's like, well, okay, this is different. This is not, uh, it's not bad, but I don't, I don't know how I feel about this yet. It's a lot. And it, yeah. it's, that can affect the connection in the beginning too, because you're trying to, with sex, there's a lot of sensations a lot of sensations. So you have to kind of figure out what's my brain telling me, you know, what's the voice in my head versus what's my body's response Uh and what can I do? What can I do? Can I tolerate? Can I not tolerate there? It just depends on your creativity and what you're, you're trying and where you're at. I mean, some people would look at bondage as a freak out. You know, it's it's not acceptable. It's considered taboo in some places. It shouldn't be anymore, but it kind of is. It's, it's one of those things of ultimate submission. And in your head, if you're not a person who submits easily, that could be a fight. That could be a struggle to be able to get past your own barriers to trust your spouse enough to be okay with this. It's a simple thing when you think about it, but it's really not. You know there's so many different aspects, especially talking to people who are introducing toys into their relationship. It's like, well, I don't feel right about this because it's not him. It's a toy. It's not, you know, but you're doing it together. That's what brings the connection. It's a new experience, but you're trusting each other with something new. yeah, you're trusting each other in a the most <clears throat> vulnerable state you could possibly be in to allow each other to... I mean, we have had moments where it's like, oh, hell no, no, this is not, this is not us. And it it does screw up the moment. And it usually becomes a very comedic situation. It's yeah. <laughs> like, mm, you know, nope, mood's gone, sorry, this is, no. And then it's okay, rain check tomorrow, we try again without that. But you have to know your partner... To, to be able to experience that. As far as the connection is concerned, sometimes for us, we'll just lay in here naked and have a conversation just to get out whatever is, you know, kind of the loudest thing in the head, mm-hmm. the loudest voice going on. We'll clear the air before we come together and have a connection because now there's nothing in the way. Right. We, we have to lay off and it might not be, it might be a conversation of things that you and I need to deal with, or maybe there's, you know, you said this and this didn't, didn't go over well and mm-hmm. I'm still struggling with it. Or it could be, you know, the kids schedule and things that are going on at home because that's where majority of my focus lands. Once those things are all out, it's like, okay, okay, now we can do this. Yeah. You know, it's, you just have to kind of prep for it. The other one is um, plan a getaway.
0: Yeah. If you're
1: noticing that the connection is not there or you're noticing that maybe she's in her head a lot or maybe you can't focus. You know, you've got work going on. You've got different things happening around you that you're responsible for and it's a lot on your chest. The sex is happening, but it's just not fulfilling what you need. Get away take your wife and go somewhere yeah drop your phone don't take work with you don't take the kids with you go away where you can spend a night or two and just go watch movies go to dinner walk around do what you guys enjoy doing to get that basic connection rekindled so to speak i guarantee you the sex will be different
0: yeah i mean it it is And if you can't tell, Jeannie and I are in our sex life are pretty conservative, so to speak, based on what's out there. So, you know, certain things that that we're talking about, we kind of dance around them because, A, we don't have much experience with them. And, B,
1: y'all don't need to know everything.
0: (laughs) You don't need to know everything. That's true. I mean, at some point, I'm sure we'll talk more openly. But we're pretty conservative as far as our, you know, sex life has been it was probably two years ago where we were on our way to Big Bear and we actually opened up talking about sex and our expectations and what we thought the other one thought about positions and lingerie and toys, et cetera. And it was like, oh, well, I just naturally assumed this about you. I was like, no, that's, no, not at all. never considered that. And it's like, oh, well, I thought this about you. And, I mean, we're talking, we've been married for 20 years <laughs> Um, so we're, we're putting it out there. We have no idea where you are in your sex life and, you know, really don't need to know that. Um, but just to say like this, the first Kim and Nami interview I heard was on Front Row Dads and I was listening to her and she was talking about a woman's ability to orgasm and what affects that. And then what it does for your wife when she does orgasm and what it Like what it does for her physically and emotionally and mentally. And it's like, I have to know more about this. Because these are things that I want, A, is my wife experiencing them? And if she's not, how can we work to get her there? Because I'm always, I want to seek a deeper connection with you. And I know there's no pun intended there, but actually there's a lot of pun intended there but it's the truth Mm -hmm. so we started listening to her and i mean the things that she was saying i was at the doctor's office i remember distinctly where we were and i was blushing myself because she said these words like
1: the first one you had me listen to she talked about you know quit quit pussyfooting around it push her up against a wall and fuck her hard and it was like yeah this this works I I put totally the e for explicit, Did You know, you just mark them all e. I'm on it. It's I know. it's never, you but just never know what's going to come out. of She my said
0: mouth. that, and it was like, okay, um, a. Do I have the confidence to do that? Because I have insecurities about my body. I'm you know been overweight for most of my life, um, and then we you know there have been times where I've tried to, like initiate, sex, and it's really just gone bad. So that affects my confidence. Um, And so there's always that voice in the back of my head saying, oh, you don't want to do that because it like when things don't go well, I, I jump into the whole rejection thing. It's a rejection of me. It's not to mention, I mean, very bad timing on my part, Yeah, you know, unless we're at a hotel or it's a really, really interesting day. Jeannie is not a morning person. Yeah, And, you know, so... I need to understand that. I'm an anytime person. If Jeannie wakes me up out of a dead sleep, you know, I'm ready.
1: I can be woken up, but generally it's, um, yeah, it's a hit or miss with me.
0: Unless we're at a hotel and she's getting sleep and then, but I know those things now. And then hearing Kim say like things like that, which that's not it. That's not all she says, but it's like, okay, well, this is really between my wife and I anyway, so I need to listen to to understand this. Because if I can utilize this information and strengthen my relationship and make my sex life better, then I would be a fool if I didn't. Because some of these words are not words that... I mean, all the words I hear are words that are in the construction industry that I've worked in for the better part of a quarter century. But I don't really... I don't use those words, (laughs) but that's where things started to open up for Jeannie and I a couple of years ago. We've made it clear. There's one thing that there's a line that we're never going to cross, and that is when we're having sex, there's only going to be two people in the room, me and Jeannie. Mm -hmm. That's it. We're not crossing over into that swingers lifestyle, inviting a third party in the bedroom. That's not for us. This is the most cherished relationship we have on earth. And this is just an agreement for us. If you're doing that, you you got to do what's you. But for her and I, it's, it's about a monogamous relationship. And that's the foundation of our, our relationship. So with that being said, the things that Kim talks about, even though she is, would you say pervasive? I don't know. I don't know what official word to use. But if you can eat the meat, spit out the bones, that type of deal... She did teach me some things that helps when Jeannie is in her head or the stress of life is going on, things that you can do to alleviate or like relax those things in your wife's brain to get closer to that particular connection that you're looking for and not just sex. There are times, we're all adults, we've come too far now to look back, we're all adults, there are times where one or both of you just needs a quickie. You need a hit. It's mm-hmm. like we just need to tear each other's clothes off Take and the, mission, the edge off. Yeah, the mission is
1: get her done. Let's come together, <laughs> let's have an
0: orgasm as quickly as possible and go, ah, I needed that. okay, back to work, whatever it is, you know, but when you're looking for something that's deep, meaningful, passionate, and just just really based in connection, we usually get that the most when we go away. Because we don't generally have to worry about somebody banging on the door. One hotel experience aside. Yeah. Because um, at home, there's always noise and racket. Did we lock the door? Et cetera, You know, and how vulnerable can you really get? And things, I, I would say, have been getting better. Because we do lay in bed naked and talk. And obviously, you keep my attention when you're naked. Very much so. Um, but... My, You go back to the beginning of this podcast for the question is, is there a difference in sex without connection and in se- sex with connection? And I would say, yes, there is a big difference. There might be a time and place for both. But ulti- ultimately, for our sexual journey and relationship, I'm looking for that connection that's in there, something that's fulfilling beyond the physical connection. Like spiritually, emotionally, physically, when all those, when all three of those things are together, I believe our relationship gets stronger. Like it deepens our connection, our love, and our commitment towards one another. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know that sex is fulfilling as like a physical need, but in my opinion, there's a deeper need for connection, and sometimes. We're either missing it. Sometimes maybe you're frustrated, so you're withholding it. Sometimes you're so stressed out, you don't know how to let it go in order to find that connection. And so how do you overcome that? I, I think we've given you some great ideas, which is if you're not already, and I know it's hard, I know that it sometimes feels impossible, especially when you have new kids, you know, like a, a, a young infant at home or you have toddlers you have to look for babysitting but guys it is worth the time the effort and the investment to find ways to sneak your wife away for even if it's just a staycation in the same town but it's overnight and she gets to sleep in and then you can go out and experience something together. I think for us I think the money spot for us is to be away four days, three nights, you know, that seems to be our money spot, because the first day is like travel, get there, you know, you, you kind of shake the dust off, and it's like, okay, now we have like two or three more nights where we know tomorrow we can sleep in, we've got the day to do whatever we want, so is it like Four days, three nights seems to be the money spot for us. Yeah,
1: because usually the first night we get in, we go straight to the hotel. We'll have something to eat, and then it's like, let's watch the movies we can't watch at home. Yeah. You know, relax. If you have any final stuff you need to taper off with work, that gets done the first night so that it doesn't disrupt anything else. Um, We just kind of take downtime, and then we plan out, you know, what are we doing? Where do we want to go? Usually there's some kind of sporting event or something involved and it's like, okay, well we've we, we know what we wanna see, we know where we wanna go, the things we wanna do. Um and then we kinda of plan around that.
0: Yeah, and the first night, you know, we usually get our first round of sex in.
1: Yeah, but the first night <clears throat> is usually like the relief sex. Yeah. Like we're here. We're here, we're free, let's have sex. The next three nights are are more um
0: we're taking more time. Intentional. Yes. Yeah,
1: Very intentional. And
0: then, you know, like the day plan is I keep the room as dark as possible because Jeannie loves to sleep. Well, first of all, she loves to stay up really late because she's a night owl, but then she likes to sleep in. So,
1: and I don't get to do that at home.
0: Right. So then she gets the benefit of sleeping in until like two. So I'll usually just lay in bed for as long as possible until it's like, okay, I can't do this crap anymore. I, I got to get out of bed. So I'll sneak out of bed, go over to the couch cover up because I like to keep the room really cold and then, you know, watch some Netflix or YouTube. I might, you know, read the Bible or, you know, do some things of that nature and just let Jeannie sleep in until she's has no, no ounces of sleep left. Mm -hmm. And then that's where our day begins and she can take her time. I can take my time getting ready, you know, just messing around, doing anything we want. Then we'll get out in the town. That's what makes Vegas so appealing. Is that like it's a 24-hour place, so you don't get started until four or five o'clock in the evening. That's because you've slept in. Um, if it's if I'm having a cheat day or something like that, you know, um, I'm sitting on the on the couch, on the covers, watching something on Netflix or Prime Video, jamming on some Doritos, etc., just eating and hanging out. She's sleeping, and then, you know, we do our thing, and then, you know, we, it kind of progresses from there. But that that's a lot of talking to say, start planning some getaways. Even if it's like once every three months, plan some type of getaway. Do the hard work to figure it out for your wife so she doesn't have to do it. Typically, she's at home. For us, Jeannie's at home making the plans, running the schedule, and she's always got something she needs to do, um, so for me, it's like I I like to put it together. As of late, I think we've both like said, okay, we need a getaway. We'll look for these opportunities. I'm traveling with work, building up my Marriott rewards points. So
1: playoff game.
0: There's things that you can do to invest in that, but those are the places. And I think I think uh, the primary time that built this and our foundation was when we went to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um and we've used that to repeat, you know, further successes. And those those times are when it's just you guys and you are building connection and making love and really taking time to relax and to invest in each other. And that that to me is where you really you really build that connection you're looking for. Now, if you're married, you have no kids and you're at home, maybe it's not as appealing for you to go get a to get away, you know? You've got what you need at home. But that is for us in the stage of life if where we true, are. That's true
1: though, because even without having kids, if the connection is missing and you're trying to rebuild that, you know, Getting away doesn't just mean going to a hotel. Go do something that you guys enjoy. That's fair. And spend time together just being. Rather than, you know, I mean, some people like to go skiing. Some people like to go out on the lake. Some people like to go um, experience different things. Or something new. You know, true. We like to go to sporting events. So we'll go to a sporting event without the kids and, you know, go nuts, get aggressive, have a good time. But it's, it's just something to get us out together, having a good time. It, it just makes everything a lot easier because now your guards are down. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable. You're relaxed. You're having fun. It's a lot easier to set the mood when you're already pretty relaxed and, and comfortable.
0: I'll defer to you. I think it's a great point that you make. And I agree with it. Um, so I don't know what this looks like for you, but I encourage you to really, really take a firm look at it and see where it is as far as, is your sex life fulfilling? Um, Now, don't go home and tell your wife that Jeannie and Quincy said this, so this is the way it has to be. Women, don't go home and tell your husband, although he probably wouldn't much have an issue. But this is just some foundational framework you can use. To look at your life, and your sex life, and say, is it meeting my need? Are we connecting? Because I think, I don't think, I firmly believe that a strong, healthy sex life really promotes a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. You need to know each other's expectation. It was a great exercise we did at the One Marriage Conference, like I talked about, and say, well, how many times a week would you like sex? Some people are closed off. It's mm-hmm. like once or twice a month, it's good. That's all I need. That's not Genie and I. No. Fortunately, that doesn't mean it always has. Because that's the way it is. It doesn't mean that's the way it has to be. Maybe one or both of you are dealing with a lot of insecurity, and you can start to overcome those things.
1: You know, I, what helped with us? One of the things that helped was we kind of. I don't remember if it was you or if it was me. I think it might have been me. Buy a toy. Buy a an uh, outfit for lingerie. Do something that's out of the ordinary and then present it. And not forcefully, but you know, I heard about this or I read about this and it kind of intrigued me. I thought this might help kind of bring something extra to the table. One, for me, it shows in- ingenuity. It shows that you're actually, it's imagination and creativity. You're doing something outside of the norm and bringing it to me to say, I thought about you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I thought about this and the idea of us together with this sounds like a good plan or, you know, finding a, an outfit that you would like to see worn or that you would want to wear in her case. I used to do it all the time. If we were going away, he already knew I was bringing some kind of new lingerie just because it made me feel good to get out of the norm and we're away. This is, you know, a special time, but we have stuff at home too. I mean, dude, change position.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tony is probably one of our favorite people for showing us what the Liberator was. That It's just, it helps with different positions. It helps with with different um, views. Yeah. You know?
0: For, it, yeah, heck it, yeah.
1: It makes, it just gives you more option without putting stress on your body.
0: Maybe we should have an Amazon page like Tony and Elisa do that is like try these particular pillows. or t- Maybe we should consider doing that. And we'll putting look at it that. Um, because like when we went to that conference, it's like, hey, here's our page. Obviously, hopefully hopefully they get some kind of kickback if you buy something from their page. But more importantly, it's like here's the things that we've used that work well.
1: And it and, has their reviews, their personal reviews of we liked, we didn't like.
0: Yeah, and this Liberator pillow, um, Jeannie and I bought it and it does help a lot.
1: It looks like an ottoman, so it's real easy to pass with the kids. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, if you're worried about that. But they put on there like, you know, the lube, rubbing lotion, certain toys that that they've used starter
1: toys. Yeah,
0: to like give you some kind of an idea of what to try, even though it might feel weird. But the liberator pillow for Jeannie and I have been great cuz I'm a, I'm a bigger guy who's, you know, I've I've lost a lot of weight. Um But it helps because maybe you don't have the best bed and you can't afford to buy another bed. But this particular pillow, it can be firm in the right places, soft in the right places, and then it helps you with positions.
1: Different angles are different types of orgasms for the female, so keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, as you age, like we're in our 40s, so we're not as whatever as we were in our... I'm actually... In better shape now than I was in my 20s, which I can appreciate and hopefully Jeannie does too. But it is very, it's very appealing. And for a long time we weren't, we were not using uh, the pillow. We tried a few times it's like, ah, what is this? But we really didn't understand how to use it. And then you want to be careful because you don't know what you're going to find if you search on Google. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you don't want it to come up in your feed and make you feel like a, just make you look like a, a, I don't know, degenerate. Who knows? Anyway, one night I was like, you know what? I was listening to another, it might have been Tony and Elisa's podcast or whatever, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to take another round with this pillow and see if it does something to help my wife, to help me. Lo and behold, booyah. I was like, oh, I didn't think about this pillow or this Liberator Ottoman or whatever for this. Let's try it this way. Let's try it this way. And each and every time from there has been a success. It makes it a little more convenient position wise. So that's something that will help you as well. And look, Tony and Elisa are really open about the challenges that they've had in their sex life. And because we're all married and we're adults, it should we should be a bit more open about what we're going through. Our sex life has not been perfect. Jeannie used to have sex with me and I was nearly four hundred pounds. You don't know Jeannie. She at that time, you know, she's always been five four and a half since I've known her. But she was around a buck twenty five, buck twenty, buck twenty five. And I'm I'm literally three or four almost four times her size. And it was it I could only imagine it had to be painful. I I mean, thank God that she loved me enough to endure it. But your body changes over time. And for Elisa, she was very candid about her body and sex and what what she wants, what she can take. and yeah. you know, Tony as well. So why not utilize maybe this podcast or something of that nature to open that discussion up? I would say probably the younger generation, the people in their 20s right now, maybe even early 30s, information is just busted wide open. So we might be talking to people our age and older because I think people in their 20s, there's nothing they don't know, it seems.
1: If they read typical romance novels, they've got a plethora of information right there in front of them. Okay. I mean, some of the groups on Facebook and things like that that I talk to, um, and it's usually around book stuff, there's a lot that comes out about marriages and... You know, their sex life and things they try, things they don't. There's a lot of conversation about, um, you know, what they're looking for and how do I address this? It's not, um, people aren't as closed off as they used to be and they're constantly asking questions and looking for advice or help or, you know, where can I find this? Where I have one friend that we've, we've never met in person. We talk all the time on the phone we talk on online all the time, um, But she and I are pretty open because we don't really know each other. We're not in front of each other, so it's not as, you know.
0: You don't feel like you're going to be judged by it.
1: Yeah. Well, no. And her experience is way beyond what you and I have ever considered. But having somebody to be able to say, dude, where do I buy this? Mm -hmm. And not look like a chode because I'm online looking at, you know, all these. If you type in anal, watch out. Watch Mm -hmm. out. Because you're gonna find all kinds of interesting things. That's not what we were looking for. Yeah. That's not what I was looking for. And you know, so you have to be able to ask someone or know someone you trust. You and I are pretty open about that stuff now, and we it's are like, now. That's like, hey, I wanna, I wanna look at getting something like this. Let why don't? Okay, well, let's look online together. A. That means that neither one of us is looking at something we shouldn't be. B, it's, we're both looking at the other's interest and saying, okay, well, that looks like it might work, but I'm not sure that this is going to be comfortable for me. So we'll keep looking until we find something we can both agree on. Or he'll just tell me here, here's X amount of cash. Go find something. Let's just do something different. And there's, you have to really be trusting to do that. Yeah. Um, And it's not always about toys. It's really not. I mean we've had nice we play dice. We have dice that have words written on them and it's like lick this, suck that bite this, touch that. And it's just to break the ice to do something different. It's to make it playful again to mm-hmm. get get beyond, you know, just getting down to it. and it's freaking hilarious when some of these things pop up and you're going lick your ear. Okay.
0: I'm all in to lick your ears, girl. I'm just saying, it's like,
1: it's not all, you know, what you're thinking. It's, go back to the Friends episode, dude. She's right. Uh Seven zones, take it slow, find them all, take your time. But I mean, we've, you just have to be willing to try something different.
0: Yeah. And, you know, for just looking at us, like, go, go to one. Extraordinarymarriage.com. dot com. I think that's Tony and Elisa's website. Mm-hmm. Look for look for the things they talk about.
1: Seven day sex challenge.
0: Yeah, they have a seven day sex challenge. I think they have a thirty they have day. Have a thirty sex day one too, but try the seven challenge. day
1: one first. Trust me.
0: Yeah. Start small, and then aim, aim they, small they miss small. <laughs> they had their uh, they had their struggles with oral sex too, mm-hmm. and they're open about that.
1: Where else are you going to find out? They had struggles with masturbation with each other. Yeah. It's like being able to masturbate with your spouse present. Some people are uncomfortable with that. For some people, it's like, mm, you know, it it depends on your filter and how you see things. Right. But over the years, you and I have learned it's not exactly what we were taught because you're my husband. Mm -hmm. There are no boundaries with my husband except those that we've set.
0: Yeah, we've set the the boundaries for that in order that we would have like a a healthy sex life.
1: And there are times when we'll say, you know, I'm kind of, this kind of intrigues me, but I'm not really sure. And the other one might say, "Mm, you know, maybe later, but I'm just not feeling that right now. You know, we're not comfortable enough. But that's the whole point. Once you get to where you're comfortable enough... This is where the connection comes in because now you're experiencing it together. It's Mm -hmm. something new. And if it does work, great. If it doesn't, usually it's a pretty funny memory for the two of us. And it will come up later in a, you know, we'll be eating dinner out or something. And someone will say a word and both of us will look at each other and start cracking up because that's the image that we think of. You're just trying to find what makes the other one tick. What are your interests? Mm -hmm. You know, try to get past taboo. It's only taboo if you make it taboo. What other people think doesn't matter because they're not in your bedroom. Right. That's why we're not giving you complete and total access to what we do or don't do. You're not in our bedroom.
0: I'll give you some, I'll give you some parameters to think about, like early on in this conversation about porn and beware. Yeah. Beware. And especially if you're noticing these particular things and... You're struggling to connect like we like we do in just about every episode. It's like, take a step back and look at it, figure out what it is. But in in your and I agree with you, honey, it's like this is what has helped our relationship. We're we're giving you what's helped our relationship. Now, there are other people who are probably listening to what we're saying, going, oh, you guys are cute. You're way back there. Uh, we're this far advanced, but for us, well, for us, this is just where we are. I wish. Look, I'm going to be very vulnerable here. I wish we were better at talking dirty to each other. We both
1: we end up laughing. <laughs> <We're dry. laughs> we It's like, we end up laughing, yeah. or I end up cussing, and it's just it is what it is. But that's that's just us. I know. I mean, the other thing that I would consider is. You've got to put down what you know. You have to be willing to learn. Because, you know, using the... Growing up, whenever someone talked about creams or cock rings or, um, you know, pills, it was always, oh, that's, that's for ED. No, no, it's not. And you have to get that out of your head. Because there are... Other reasons that people use those things, and it's not just because there's a problem. Same with women. Some people say, "Oh, well, if she's using a vibrator, it's because you can't get her off." That's not true at all. Right. That that's not it at all. There are some people that that these are things that I have heard in talking to the people that I have talked to in the groups that I'm involved in, and it's like, you know, some of them you you hear women talking about vibrators like, "Oh, because it's for self pleasure." Not necessarily true. Can it be? Sure. I mean, duh. But there is something to be said about you and I in using these things together. It brings a different level and a different dynamic. Just because it's what you've heard doesn't necessarily mean that's the only purpose. Yeah, It doesn't mean that that's the only reason. And you've got to get that out of your head. Because in the beginning, Quincy and I struggled because... The mention of bringing in toys was like, am I not enough? Am I not satisfying? Do do you need something more from me? Does he need something more from me? This This is the, the, the script that ran through our heads. Yeah. And then that was the constant battle between each other was, okay, then I'm not even going to mention that I'm considering this because I don't want you to feel like you're not enough for me. Or that, you know, you're not doing it for me anymore. That That's not the case, but...
0: I think for both of us, that was all based in our insecurities.
1: Exactly. But it's also part of what we learned. You know, growing up in the time frame that you and I were growing up, these things were like, you didn't discuss these things. You well, just I, didn't.
0: I, I don't discuss them anyway. I don't go around talking to other guys about my sex life. It sounds like women share a lot. We do. But, you know, with me, there's... Within I can't- a
1: realm of... Of, you know. Yeah. I don't tell all details, but I, yeah. Well,
0: I'm just thinking. I, I talk about sex with you and on this podcast. And that's it. I mean, I don't I'm not out talking about sex. I with- ask
1: questions. I am a curious little thing. So when people are like, you know, have you ever tried this? I'll be reading the thread and be like, Hold on, wait a minute, time out. Where do I find information about that? And it's not necessarily because I'm blurting out, you know, hey, we've done this. That's not it at all. It's like, that intrigues me. I don't know why it intrigues me, but I'd like to know more. And then when I get to reading about it, it's like, oh, no, that does not intrigue me anymore. (laughs) This is not new. Well, (laughs) and some
0: of it you've done, like within your author's group, because you write romance. Yeah. And And
1: you have to be able to spice it up in a book.
0: Yeah. And so I understand that part. But like I'm saying, I don't talk about you know, I might mention in an overtone of you know, or when people find out I have eight kids, it's like, oh, do, do, do. it's like, hey, man, we you found did.
1: out what we were good at and we stuck and to do it. it.
0: <laughs> and you know, just just trying to find a place to close this out because it is a great discussion, you know, and I hope it's helping our people. Um, there's always going to be a place in our relationship for the standard missionary love making position because there are times where you need me for that to hold you, to make love to you, which is great. And I can tell because the look on your face and your eyes and how you react is like, it's almost like it's a safe place where you feel, where you just feel like you're protected. There's pleasure. There's connection. But to go beyond that, As we get older, and we will have to prepare for sex in our 60s and 70s, hopefully 80s and 90s, your body is just not going to work how it did. So we'll find a way. We'll find a way. (laughs) You know, fortunately, we'll find a way. So those are just things to think about. But, I mean, this, this discussion went a long ways from where it started. But it's a healthy discussion to talk about your sex life and hopefully create some conversations for you and your wife. And I invite you to ask your spouse to have a listen to the podcast and just see what those things are. And look, look at the one extraordinary marriage. I'm not trying to keep you here at this podcast as your only resource for marriage. I, I don't I would never try to do that. Tony and Elisa Really have helped us. We had the pleasure of going to their marriage conference. We had the pleasure of meeting them face to face and having a discussion. Jeannie had some mega aha moments at that one marriage conference. And so I really appreciate what they do. They've been doing it for over a decade. You know, we've been doing this going on four years. And our marriage has grown because of this podcast and how we sit across the table from each other. It's therapy for us. (laughs) It is marriage therapy. It's our own personal
1: coaching session.
0: Right. Um, And so, and that's why we're starting to bring other couples into the podcast so that they can give their experience. Because you hear a lot about our experience and your fellow listeners. But we want you to hear, I want you to have resources. So... The One Extraordinary Marriage, great resource. We have another uh, couple that approached us and said, hey, we would love to come on your podcast and talk about ABC. Another uh, guy that I know um, that was pretty prominent in you know his field and some things, very destructive things happened to his marriage. And they were, thank God, they were able to repair it. He was able to do some pretty deep counseling and, and some reflection. And he wants to come on and talk about his experience with his marriage and what he and his wife have been through. And then at some point, I would love to get Tony and Elisa on because Elisa is a professional marriage counselor, which Jeannie and I don't, we don't espouse to be that. We can coach you based on our knowledge. We can coach you, but we're not counselors. So the the One Extraordinary Marriage, Front Row Dads was an excellent podcast that I was listening to have kind of stepped out of that a little bit because my focus has been elsewhere. And then Kim Anami, she has, I believe her own podcast, but she's got YouTube. She's got some kind of boot camp stuff where she can help you as well. But I say that because you, your sex life, your marriage, your connection is important to us in a sense that it's something that is a vital part of our relationship. And we want to um so into you in that area and that's why we're bringing this out and if you have some things that have helped your relationship or oh even Dan Purcell and get your marriage on he was a great dude that we had on and um we were actually a part of uh one of his he did some kind of sweepstakes or or something challenge. Like. It, yeah some kind of a challenge and I I can't remember but he talks about sex and marriage in relationship and has plenty of guests on, um, so he's another one. You know, get your marriage on is another another great uh, resource for your marriage. So check into those things. Um, we're giving you this information because it is something that has helped us grow. It's helped us connect, and we want to help you do the same. Anything to finish it off, honey? Nope, we're good. Okay. I guess we'll leave it right there. Don't forget to uh, use those email addresses, Jeannie at MVSM podcast.com, Quincy at MVSM If you would, go give us a five star or six star rating, a review, if there is such a thing as a six star. And uh, until the next time, that's Jeannie. I'm Quincy, and this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast how good do you want your life to be you gotta live on purpose for a purpose it's truly really about becoming the best version of yourself it's possible this is man versus merit the podcast